You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Welcome to the inaugural Lee Adler's Liquidity Trader. Lee Adler is speaking to us from a place called Split, which is apparently in Croatia. Lee, you are on a European tour at the moment, gathering information, regenerating and rejuvenating. Tell us about Split before we get to Liquidity Trader, please. Split is a magical place. Um, All of the action is down in the center by the waterfront. The city is centered in the 1,700-year-old palace of the Roman Emperor Diocletian, which uh, covers an area of about four square blocks. And uh, beyond that, the the old town spreads out along uh, the harbor, and it is simply magical. The... um, uh, some of the episodes of the popular TV series, um, oh gosh, the name escapes me. Game of Thrones? Yeah, Gang of Thrones, right, uh, was filmed here. And uh, it, it's a spooky place at night, but it's, it's really spectacular, and I've really enjoyed my stay here quite a bit. Um, it's interesting because once you get outside the center, uh, you see the, 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 the more modern city, that was built uh, during the uh, mostly uh, communist era under Tito, uh, the former Yugoslavia. And that's kind of a disorganized mess. Uh, but once you get down into this old central portion, it's, it's quite, uh, quite pleasant and quite an experience. Totally good. And hopefully it has given you lots of ideas. I notice you have been quite active on Twitter. So I think it is providing some sort of inspiration. A Wall Street yep. examiner I'm familiar with. Tell us more about Liquidity Trader. Well, actually, uh, Liquidity Trader is just a new name for the service that I have been publishing for the last uh, going on 19 years now. And I used to call it the Wall Street Examiner Professional Edition and then the Wall Street Examiner Pro Trader. And it took me forever to explain to people what it was about. So it dawned on me after 19 years that maybe I should rename it into something that was a little more descriptive. So the name Liquidity Trader came to me and that was available. Uh, So uh, basically, it's just a name change for the service that I've been publishing for all these years. And uh, liquidity trader is much more descriptive. And those two words basically describe the essence of what this service is all about. And it has three components. Uh, One is the service that covers all the sources of liquidity from the central banks, the U.S. banking system. Of course, I focus on the U.S. markets and uh, the U.S. Treasury. And then the, uh, the another central service is the technical trader where I uh put together my analysis based on cycle and technical analysis and uh, look for our uh, targets on the S&P 500 in terms of price and time for the short term, the intermediate term and the long term. And then the third service is the gold and mining stocks trader. And that's self-explanatory. It's a technical look at the uh, price of gold and the uh, gold mining stocks. And I look for particular swing trades there that might be interesting. It's been a tough market for the last five or six years, but uh, those opportunities to buy the gold stocks do arise. So I look for those. And in the technical trader, I also look for opportunities on a weekly basis to trade the uh, puts and calls on the SPY ETF, which is basically a proxy for the entire U.S. market. 
And we had a long side trade this week that it looks like it's working out pretty well. Well, I said that uh, if the S&P opens on Monday or trades higher than 27.50 on Monday, that we could buy the uh, SPY calls with about a month left till expiration. And of course, on Monday morning, the market moved up right smartly through 27.50 and it's now trading, uh, flirting with uh, what, 28.20 or so. And it looks like it wants to go higher. So that, that trade looks like it's in good shape. Very good. Let's go back, if we can, to December, because the S&P fell nearly 9% during that month. And then we had a, quite an unusual chart formation reflecting the fact that it was uh, almost like a, a bear trap, because this thing came down 9%, uh, created a V-shape on the chart, came straight back up again. And here we are with the S&P futures as we pre-record this interview, uh, trading at around about 28.16. This has been a really surprising couple of months. Yeah, it sure has. But uh, surprise, 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 on December 24th, the uh, S&P was in uh, a hair, I think it was three-tenths of a percent of that uh, magic number that the media and Wall Street has decided uh, defines a bear market, which is 20%. Of course, it's nonsense, but if everybody believes it, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, isn't it amazing that that weekend... Uh, all of these machinations started uh, to prevent that from happening. We had the uh, Kabuki Theater between Donald Trump and uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin about calling the banks. And, you know, no doubt the president's working group, what they call the plunge protection team, was called into action. They were probably buying the futures the, the following morning. And uh, then the Fed came out and said, whoa, 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 we're not going to stick to our autopilot. Uh, draining of the system and shrinkage of the balance sheet. And all that happened just as the media would have been on the threshold of declaring that the S&P was now uh, trading in a bear market. So all that was magically prevented by all these machinations. And suddenly we had this, uh, this V-shaped rally uh, and, you know, the Fed backpedaling as fast as it could. Um, so sometimes things happen for a reason. And, you know, we uh, unfortunately, we, we believed what Chairman Powell had said before, which was that, uh, you know, they're not going to respond to a simple decline in the market. There has to be an economic reason for loosening policy. Well, that turned out to be a big lie because they uh, as soon as the market got a little bit shaky, they they ran and turned tail from that. Okay, Lee, let's have a look at liquiditytrader.com now. What I want to do is not focus on gold and gold stocks, although that will be fascinating for our mostly South African listenership, mostly at the moment anyway. Uh, I want to talk about the S&P 500. I want to talk about central bank liquidity. And with reference to that, we must look back at the V-shaped recovery that we spoke about earlier on in the December period, where the S&P fell 9% and then came straight back up again. It seems to me that that was either a dead cat V-shaped recovery, or it was a precursor to the next leg up. Tell us more, please. Well, that's a great question, because here we are today at this very moment at this major, major inflection point where the S&P is attempting to break out from this massive reverse head and shoulders pattern that formed starting uh, with the uh, left shoulder in October of last year. And then we had a dip into late October. And then we had the really big decline down to the uh, inverse head in late December. And then we came running all the way back. Now, it has taken twice as long to get back. 
and the momentum, the upside momentum has been waning. And here we are testing the highs of, of this, this big pattern that goes back to October. And we're right there today, the 2816, 2820, 2822. This, this level, this little area here is where the neckline of that pattern lies. So today's a key day. If they, if they pull back and they don't get through, well, then we have to wait another day. But if they do push through here, then there's a couple of other key levels. It's not going to be an immediate run to 2,900 or testing the high. I mean, there's a couple key levels above this where the rally could be stopped. Uh, one of those would be like 2,835 and then 2,855. If the S&P gets through that, then uh, in my estimation, we're probably going to run up to new highs or at least test the uh, September uh, 2018 high around 2930 something 2940 okay understood but put it in layman's language please give us the levels what are we looking for to the upside what are we looking for to the downside because today as you say could be the day 2824 on the s&p cash if they get through that uh they're going to run a little bit more and that'll probably be a trigger for uh, a move to test the highs. There's a couple other potential stopping points, 2835 and 2855. But uh, I have a six month cycle projection of 3000. Uh, that's a scary thought for if you're bearish, but uh, it is what it is. And it's a number that has to be respected. But right now, right here today, uh, the market is likely to make some kind of a, a signal that we're either going higher for now or we're not and that would be i would say 28 22 24 get through there okay so should, should we wait for the close or should we wait for intraday what's your call? yeah always uh on a closing basis i mean unless you're you know unless you're an intraday you know 10 minute bar chart trader you want to wait for a closing basis you know they could run it up through there and then pull it back uh, late in the day so you want to see a close above 28 24 as a signal that we're uh we're going to trundle higher for at least a few more weeks Okay, that's the market side of our conversation. We have to spend the last couple of minutes of this conversation on the United States. You're a resident of the United States of America, but you've spent the last three or four months in Europe. And it's almost as though, because I saw you in the south of France, it's almost as though you're scouting for somewhere to live for the rest of your life because you're so disillusioned with what's happening in the United States, both politically, economically, socioeconomically, and every other way. Is, am I being unkind by saying that? Well, that's part of it. I'm, I'm very worried about what's happening in the United States, but I, I'm a Europhile at heart. I love Europe. Um, let's face it, I'm only two generations removed from the European continent. My grandparents came from Eastern Europe around the turn of the 20th century, so at least one side of the family. So I, I have an affinity for Europe. Uh, I absolutely love Nice. Uh, it, it's a place I've gone back to now, and I did spend three months there. The French Riviera is a wonderful place to live, and uh, it, it's a place I'm definitely considering making a permanent move to, but I'm also a little homesick now. I miss my hometown of Philadelphia, which is a wonderful city in its own right, and um, there are things that I miss about the United States, too. So the decision isn't made. I'm flexible. I can move around the world and, of course, work from anywhere I want. And, and that includes Split, which is uh, Croatia is an amazing country, just just absolutely gorgeous. But uh, I think I think my heart is in France. I was trying to draw you on a bit of Trump bashing, actually. So can you yeah. can you indulge yeah. me with that? Please tell me how you yeah. feel about him at the moment. Yeah, well, he's a criminal. I mean, there, there's uh, there's no question about that at this point. 
there was never any question in my mind about it. I had done some uh, commercial appraisal work uh, back in the late 1980s on a uh, project of his that had failed. It was one of his first of many of his failed projects. And I had done an appraisal for the, uh, the bank that came into possession of the property after it failed. And I saw a lot of the indications of uh, just a total fraud at that point. And, and having watched the, the man's career and the litigiousness and his history of not paying workers and not paying contractors, and of course, all of the news that we've, we've watched and the demagoguery of the past two years, it, it's pretty sickening from my perspective to watch all this. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, justice will will be done, but the, the trends in, in the United States and in the world are not that, that particularly positive right now. So it remains to be seen how this is all going to play out. And it will play out and we will report upon it. Lee Adler, thank you very much for your time. That was Lee Adler. And that was the first Lee Adler's liquidity trader brought to you proudly by shenet.co.za.